Darling Colette, I meant to stop by last night, but I couldn't. The hill's too steep. Don't blow it. Get the new ABT brake only on rollerblade skates. It's the easiest way to stop from the company that got it all started. Rollerblade. To rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Small banana. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. Atrocious. I'm the rock star. Right on the cowboy. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the plan here. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> Should we do like a little welcome back at the top? This is not something Absolutely. we normally do because... Absolutely. We never know, yeah, I, you know. Fresh welcome back. Except <laughs> if you give more information about where she lives and how to find Very her. convincing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a Cancer with uh-huh. a Libra rising and a yes. Taurus moon. Mm-hmm. We're okay. need some uh, some longitude and latitudes in a moment. Duly um, noted. All right, Chris. Uh, we're back. Yeah. No. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> this is already happening. Great. Good job. With yeah. your back, with your plus one. This is yeah. this is the final episode, also known as the final final episode. Well, it depends how long we go. You don't you don't want to tie his hands. The editor always has the option of breaking it up. Folks, I like to make assumptions, and we won't make assumptions. Our farewell tour is very much like shares or Black Sabbaths. They say there that this is it, and then they do that for twenty three straight years. Yeah, and. It just never stops. But, uh, you know, it gets people realizing that we are approaching something called finality with this film. And um, it's Redacted Ice Skating Film. And I want to say that this Redacted Ice Skating Film had a sequel Mm. that came out 14 years after the original. Speaking of not knowing when to fucking end. Yeah. And it came out in um, 2006. Basically, everyone attached to this project was not actually other than MGM, there was nobody else like from the film that worked on it. However, it is a continuation of the characters. This is actually a film that does actually have Kate Dorsey, uh, Kate Mosley Dorsey in the film. You married them. No, I didn't marry them. Mm, it wasn't him. Them. It wasn't yeah. him. So this, this film, I think it's important to um, just put out a few little beats that I think is super important to us understanding what others, uh, did and it's canon whether you like it or not this is part of the story it's part of the history um yeah, so this movie pre presupposes that uh kate and doug get married that they are officially married and years later they have a daughter named jackie dorsey Jackie Dorsey is a figure skater as well. This is real. Yeah. Yeah. So you know all those. Yeah. So spoiler alert. I I watched because I was inspired by cousin who texted us earlier that he was actually going to watch this film because he has that dog in him. I I I tried to. It's palpable. I tried to watch (laughs) and I think I got through like maybe the first forty minutes before stopping. Um, yeah, I would have, I, I would have probably, hour and 38, baby. I made it through all of it. So, 
I put a piece of this in uh, like one of the last couple episodes, like the, the trailer for part two. And I have to say, the vibe I got immediately was like, is this like the OC or something? It's like, like a Hallmark like, movie. Yeah. yeah. It's ABC yeah. Family. ABC Family. Absolutely. It's an ABC yeah. Family yeah. Um, twist. However, there are some things that I think are interesting that I'm like, all right, I'm going to roll with it. So here's uh, some useful information for our viewers to know so that you don't have to spend a minute doing what I did today, which was watching an hour and 38 film, uh, you know. Uh, oh, it actually was ABC Family. It was a... It was. ABC was Family. it a TV film or was it just direct-to-video? TV, TV film, but it was on DVD and it got 30 mm. million views. Like, I think it's like a... It was a lot of views. It was, or maybe 3 million views. 30 mm. sounds like too much. Sounds like that too sounds much. like a lot. That sounds like too much. That that would be more successful than the original film. <laughs> Super Bowl level. Yeah. yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl numbers. We were everyone was gathered around the TV with their nachos, waiting for going for the gold to be put on the television. Um, okay, so they have a daughter. Her name is Jackie. Uh, she is a figure skater. It's kind of hilarious because like Doug Dorsey in this is still skating around with a hockey skate and stick. Uh, he does not wear the Bobby Hall jersey, which seems like a classic <laughs> mistake. Uh, Kate Dorsey is played by a new uh, woman, and she Kate Mosley or Kate Mosley Dorsey. Yeah. Kate Mosley Dorsey. Kate Mosley Dorsey is honestly taking on the Pamchenko role. Like she is now coaching. Yeah, Jackie. she's the coach. And oddly, is like Doug is kind of like Jack. He's like now wants his daughter to get gold. Like they've kind of brought it up, so mm. he's kind of become. A little bit like the Jack figure. Um, they live in Litchfield, Connecticut, and they own the Mosley Dorsey Ice Skating Rink, which is open for business and training youngsters year round. Um, I think the most interesting thing is that this movie starts with one of the worst photoshops I've ever seen. Where it <laughs> definitively tells us you're goddamn right they won gold. They won the gold <laughs> medal at that Olympics. This film says yeah. this. It's like all it the answers the question. Yeah, it's it's all the all the questions that the original like so brilliantly does not answer and leaves to the viewers, you know, imagination wow. to fill in, which which is A, did they win gold? Yes, of course they did. And B, did Even they married. did the did the did the relationship work out? Yes, they got married and had a daughter who is now a successful skater. Um and they also, because they, I guess, got so rich and famous from winning gold, opened a whole ice skating facility <laughs> called the Mos the Mosley Dorsey, the Mosley Dorsey which is skating be rink. Um, yeah, deeply unsatisfying. So deeply unsatisfying. Wrong. Just everything yeah. about it is wrong. Have, have it's I a crime. lost sheesh? Is, it, is this all coming back to you? Is it flooding? <laughs> Yeah, wait, no, when did I when did you watch this out. movie? Oh, like ages ago. Like definitely in the, in the 2000s. Just out of curiosity, yeah. love from for the first movie, you're just like, oh, I wonder. I had to. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, did I had. You, yeah. Did you have a sense that it was going to be like uh, a war crime? Like yeah. watching this? Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hate watch more than that. Yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah. was like a, it was a very like trepidatious watch. It was like, it was like, a, okay, let me see how badly you butchered this. Like, yeah. right. And it was bad. Mm-hmm. I think even the third one I might have seen Wow! I think it might be slightly <laughs> better. Uh, Ooh! Dude. All right, because you got your work cut out for you. I'm committed. I got to go back. Oh god! Um, I think the the thing that you know, I, I don't have to go over the full plot for you, but there was something I found really interesting is that the screenwriter for this one took everything obviously from the first one that worked 
and then like inverted it, but made it worse. And, uh, you know, so like right off the top, like Jackie Dorsey meets a boy, like her parents are like, she injures herself immediately by like breaking her leg. And like immediately you're like, Oh, that's the, the plot of the movie. So she's injured and can't skate. And then like the next scene, they're like, she's all healed and doing her first double axle. And you're like, this is, you just took all the tension out. And then they're like, yeah. you got to take a rest, Jackie. And they, they send her, her, they give her a gift basket with a plane ticket to the West Coast. And she flies solo to Los Angeles, to Malibu, where she meets a, a boy on the beach, a buff, a buff surfer dude, uh, who we learn to become later is the uh, fella she'll be skating with. Mm-hmm. And their first interaction is she's like going to go surfing and they're like, the surf waves are very strong. Now I've been to this beach. They are correct. These, these waves are scary in Malibu. Wow. So on cinema, on location, you've, you've been to that very same beach. I've been to in the, (laughs) I went, I've had fish tacos at the place they ate. (laughs) Um, you know, but like, it's crazy because this is an ABC family movie from 2006. And like the first interaction she has is she's like, I'm going to go swimming. I can handle it. And they're like, the waves are really like strong. And she goes out and immediately loses her bikini top, which I'm yeah. like, everyone on this who is involved needs to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Needs to pay for their war crimes. They've committed yeah. war crimes. And um, yeah. anyways, yada, yada, yada. A very 2000s choice is that it turns out this surfer is actually a roller skater who's kind of like... Uh, 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 roller blader, please. Roller, roller blader. blader. Not a roller skater. And I will say the one redeeming aspect of this film is the fucking sick rollerblading stunt scene that happens about 20 minutes in uh, (laughs) where our protagonist male uh, hunk uh, character shreds. We'll go to the mat for its rollerblading visibility. Yes, please. There must be. There should be more rollerblading movies out there. Rollerblade. The city of lost angels, the second dark age. From the rubble of the failed industrial world comes a mystical cult of sensuous she-warriors. Risen from the ruins of dead technology, they embark on a savage quest to defeat the evil army of a demonic warlord. Their mission, to save his helpless victims from fiendish torture and torment. This is the dawn of the age of Rollerblade. Wielding their mythic weapons of martial arts and psychic healing powers, this sisterhood of curvaceous crusaders battles to rebuild a battered land. In this realm of blood and lust, automobiles are rusting hulks, and roller skates are the only escape from ruthless ravagers. Witness the clash of two forces in a cataclysmic duel that explodes in an exciting climax of raw power and passion. Experience the ultimate futuristic fantasy adventure on wheels. Rollerblade from New World Pictures. Uh, this is, in fact, a rollerblading film, and for that, I do appreciate it. Yes, and so it's he's like on the magazine cover of like some like kind of like you know um, skater magazine. He's a skater boy. He doesn't know that she's big. He doesn't know she he she doesn't know he's big. Whatever, and like yada yada yada. Cuts to him driving up to the hotel where she's staying in a Porsche. So you're just like, oh, this guy's living the sick life. Then he gets out of the Porsche and it, oops, he's actually the valet. He has no money. And this is where we start to see, and I think this is important that like, I actually do think this would happen is that if Doug Torsey and Kate Mosley did get together, she's Mm. loaded, right? 
and they're yeah. gonna just live in Jack's mansion, like, and they're gonna raise kids, and they're gonna be wealthy, and they're gonna be trash people, and they're gonna forget where Doug came from. Like, yeah. So like I'm, I you know, so the kid is immediately like a piece of garbage, like classist, looks down on the skater. Yeah, there's and, um, some class warfare going on immediately. Yeah. Immediately. So yada yada yada. I mean, every step of this movie, it's like the inverse. It's like instead of uh, Kate being the one that's getting married, it's actually the boy. It's Alex is getting married. Like he's getting engaged. Uh, this goes on eventually. Yada yada yada. They break up. Uh, my favorite part of this movie, and this is the only real point that I want to bring up, is that this movie includes an insane amount of um, parody music that's very close to very popular music, mm, but can ne- yeah. they never they never actually use it. And there's one song that I feel very important to the point that I recorded <laughs> it, and I'm about to play it. Uh, this song is played during um, Kate is trying to find a partner. For her, or yeah, I know the song. Jackie, Jackie is trying to find a partner. The montage of ill-fated partners. The baby got back. uh, Knockoff. The worst um, <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang knock. Or no, no, no. It's um, no. It's Sir Mix a Lot. Baby got back. Sir Mix a Lot. Baby got back. But it's yeah. not. It's a song called Booty, written, <laughs> written by <laughs> the, the guy who wrote the music for this film, John Coda, and another guy named like something Richard Bowser. I want to say. <laughs> Anyways, it's one of the, this film is chock full of terrible songs, and I feel like you know. I just feel it's important to bring up that all of this happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've, I've wasted enough of your time, but I, I do think it's interesting that um, just watching this movie that actually collectively uses every single beat from the original film. And you just immediately realize how well written the first movie is. That's like, the thing. Yeah. You realize how professionally the first one is done. And 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 even though they do these like little homages and winks to the original, it's it's so ham fisted and like and like poorly done. Like there is a toe pick mention, but it's not set up, and it doesn't. There's no like big like payoff when. Cause so first, like a like a young girl, like the ice skating rink that the guy is learning at says toe pick, but it's like very offhanded. And then later on, uh, Alex is that her name? Um, the the Jackie. Jackie. No, Jackie. Sorry, Alex is the is the male uh, protagonist. But yeah, Jackie says toe pick when Alex is like flailing around and falling on the ice. But he she doesn't like deliver it. Is like ta da! Like it's the big line that we're all waiting for. She just kind of says it like one time. When after he like falls down, like at a random moment, it's like not objectively not a good film, but it's amazing. There's no care with like the material. This this 
I think that's like why I do I do look at this movie and I go, yeah, why can't we just say it's a five star movie? Right. It, why can't we? It <laughs> I think really, we can. Yeah. I think we have. To. I think we have given she ourselves permission. I'm giving, I'm, I think should, we're there. Cut. All I know she is you're giving you a second chance on this wonderful website called Letterboxd. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I can I ask one more question though? Yes, yes. Sure, of course. Uh, do you think that ChatGPT would do better than this team did? Mm. I mean, probably because, like, even if, like, you know, ChatGPT, like, added, like, an alien crashed in or a cow walked across, I'd still be like, at least it made a choice. Like, yeah. the, the, the AI would do something that There was might be something unexpected, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, every step yeah. of the way it was, like, Oh, okay. Okay. They, yeah, that wasn't the first movie, but they just somehow gutted it of any emotional stakes, any actual human relationship problems. And I just like, again, like we're waxing poetic on how good Tony Gilroy is, which isn't just to try to get him back on for the final, final, final episode. But it's actually, <laughs> um, it Tony, you know how to reach us. Yeah, you do know how to reach us, Tony. And um, yeah, it's, but it is a credit to like when he was on the podcast, he mentioned like, what you were looking at was I was a young guy hustling and I was figuring it out. And you can just feel the hustle in the script. You could feel that these characters mm-hmm. actually at every step of the way, he did take the time to go like, would this really happen? And if this character did this to another person, what happens and what does that mean for the rest of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, that's why this movie holds up. It's not just because it's a fun story, which it is. I just think like every step of it, you're just like, God, these human emotions are so finely yeah. tuned and it's easy to write that off as being like oh just it's a good movie or like it's well written or whatever no. but it's like no he's thinking about the emotions of characters and it's so good yeah and i think if you know like a little bit about his upbringing like if you've ever listened to him on like marin or various pet podcasts like he he had a pretty literary upbringing you know he like he grew up around a lot of like literary luminaries and stuff like mm. he kn- he knows what writing is before he even like tried to like throw his you know, throw his hat in the ring and, like, try his hand at it or whatever. Like, he was marinating in, like, what story and language and character and real emotion, you know, are. And he had, like, an interesting childhood, too. Like, if you, like, hear his backstory, like, he was sort of between two worlds and stuff. He came to writing a script like this, like, with a pretty rich background, too. Like, he's not just some like rando who was like, I'm going to move to LA and like work in the biz. Mm -hmm. This is research. I definitely should have done before we interviewed him. (laughs) Uh, That's I should, I'll, I'll be checking all that out. All all of Ben's questions were directed to Tony Hawk. And I was like, no, Gilroy, Gilroy, not Vert. So when you landed your first 900, Mr. Gilroy, never before in history competition, have we seen a 900, nine, 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 900, 900! Oh! You guys want to see the 900? Tony was either gonna make it or kill himself trying. 900 with him is 10 years deep. Trying it so many times, I started to feel like this could be the ultimate disappointment, you know, if I if I just can't do it. So that's why I was willing to just stick it at any cost, you know, if, if it meant that I was gonna get taken out and taken to the hospital. Um, so be it, you know, it was worth the effort. I think it was a conscious decision, like, okay, everybody stop skating, let Tony try and make this. We all just wanted to get behind him and, and see him do it. Tony Hawk! Tony Hawk! Tony! Tony! Hawk! 900! 900! 
way. The crowd wanting to see something spectacular. The whole other side of the skateboard community knowing that this is history, this is something very special. They all wanted to see him make it as much as he wanted to make it. This is the best day of my life. I swear to God. How did it feel? <laughs> no, wrong Tony, Ben. Um, so were you always into extreme sports, like ice figure skating? Um, I, do, I do think, Chris, um, you know, you had talked about doing this. Is It's closing this off where it is the journey. We have all been on this journey since, I think, March. It's <laughs> when so we started this. Yeah. When, I, when we first talked about doing this podcast, I thought we had maybe 20 minutes to talk about. And here we are all these months yeah. later. So you wanted to do a little thing called Rose, Rose and Thorns. So take us through what that Oh, is. sorry. It's just one piece of business before we go, go into Rose and Thorns. Uh, I have one last correction to make. Um. <laughs> you fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, there are corrections all around us, okay? There are always more corrections to be made, and I'm telling you, it is... A wonderful and beautiful feeling to issue those corrections. Um, so in uh, in in part thirteen, I believe it was of our Rewindables series on the nineteen ninety two redacted ice skating film, um, I mentioned uh, the scene uh, right after the big blow up fight in the Albertville Chateau when Doug goes out alone into the streets to to ponder and ruminate and and mull things over and i mentioned how there's suddenly the film uh turns all these like crazy dutch angles and archways and uh you know shiny uh you know slick streets yeah yeah yeah. and i was like oh yeah paul michael glazer's uh doing a doing a real uh, orson welles impression doug is just wandering around the Olympic Village. Uh, the Lonely Streets. Lonely Streets. Yeah. I love how for like five seconds of this movie at around 128.46, it suddenly turns into the third man. What kind of a spy do you think you are, Satchel Foot? What are you tailing me for? Cat got your tongue? Come on out. Come out, come out, whoever you are. Step out in the light and let's have a look at you. Who's your boss? Uh, it's like all the, like suddenly this insane Dutch angle, uh, like shot from below. Uh-huh. And then yep. the, the next shot, we ha- we see Doug walking down this like shiny, this like slick, shiny blacktop and this like row of archways. Long and I'm thinking to myself, yep. Paul M. Glazer is literally just like, yeah, I could be Orson Welles. Like, yeah, I got that muscle. Like, boom, just like <laughs> no, flexing wait, just, wait to, just to show that he can do it. Thinking in my head that Orson Welles had directed. Uh, that is incorrect. I clearly had it confused with uh, or uh, perhaps um, not not. I knew that obviously, but like, what's the other one? Um, uh, the 
from 1949 was in fact directed by Sir Carol Reed, an English film director and producer. Um, and it was shot. So the, uh, you know, the actual thing I was referencing, uh, was the cinematography, which was done by a guy named Robert Krasker, Krasker, perhaps, uh, Krasker, uh, a Australian cinematographer who worked on more than 60 films in his career, uh, and his neo-expressionist camera work on from 1947 and the from 1949, uh, both directed by Carol Reed, may have been influenced by film noir and German expressionism. And Krasker, in fact, received an Academy Award for his work on uh, So I just wanted to credit those two men and not Orson Welles, who, yes, acted in the film, but had nothing to do, presumably, with the directing or cinematography. I will say, Ben, uh, I'm on the Film Society in the town where we live, and we do these... Uh, screenings of movies every couple weeks and everyone like comes down and watches and this summer we actually did a screening of oh yeah and so i said to uh i said to like the the director of the program i was like oh awesome yeah like the orson welles movie like you know like the movie (laughs) made by (laughs) because of me (laughs) and uh she was like oh actually it's yeah it's a carol carol reed (laughs) and you said what what (laughs) it's like no i'm pretty sure uh ben craw yeah ben craw would know he's a bit of a film buff Uh, i'm I'm sure he would not have gotten that wrong uh, Orson Welles, the j- Anyways, titan of cinema. We appreciate we appreciate that accountability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, check out the. She, she, do you have any corrections that you want to correct from your final <laughs> appearance? Do you have? Yeah. Me. Let it fly, Sheesh. Anything from the correct. last episode that you maybe got wrong? Four, four I'd like to correct myself. Yeah, I'd like to correct myself uh, earlier, my earlier self, and say that it's a five star movie. Uh, there we go. There, there it is. Go. It's yep. a five star movie. We got it. Yep. All right. So <laughs> I thought we, um, as we sort of wind down here, we would reflect a little bit on <sighs> the redacted film pod and how it's gone for all of us and um, thought a logical way to do this might be to do a little rose and thorn. Everyone talks about their rose and everyone talks about their thorn. Mm. Um, This doesn't have to be anything super structured. We can go in any sort of order here. It can be sort of a free-flowing thing. Now, Chris, do you want to talk about like what what the tradition of rose and thorn, like where that came from or... Oh well, what that I mean, this is something ceremony means uh, to you. Is this a bachelor yeah. thing? Yeah, this is something <laughs> that I mean, I I I feel like lots of people do this, but I I saw Andy Cohen do it on uh, on Bravo with all like the Housewives reunions. There's always or uh, Below Deck. They always do this at the end of every season, mm. where you know my rose was this moment which was really great like my really high moment my right. low moment my thorn was mm. when such and such happened got it so um just want to credit andy <laughs> yeah. cohen because also also um very important is that i attempted to do a rose and thorns with i went on a trip with some friends and at the end we were all just like sunday having brunch together i'm like let's do rose and thorns and like all these guys like, like about the trip you, 
about the trip. And they were like, what are <laughs> it's you It's just something dudes about? do, she. She would know. <laughs> dudes did. If, if you dudes were a dude brunch. and like you hung out with like, lots of dudes. It. When you and this your is... boys are doing a Yeah, we just, do, we just do it after we all hang out. It's I'm just... more just like, are you guys still friends after the <laughs> oh, conversation? Ab- absolutely. No, they were me and my like, boys went to the my, pub. It's a guy thing, okay? game. Yeah, we were in Kentucky and so like a lot of people were giving me some grief about it and I was like, fine. Then everyone did it and had a great goddamn time. They won't admit it then, but everyone sparked chatter and it was great. And then, like months later, uh, one of the friends who was at the table said, "Hey, I'm watching this documentary on David Koresh's cult. They're doing Rose and Thorn." So, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it was a it was a documentary on the, the Waco massacre, and uh, sure. apparently David Koresh was super into yeah. it. And um, there is a battle between good and evil, between every individual and themselves. You know, between what's right is right, it's Christ, and what's wrong is wrong. That's the devil. And I have to admit, doing right in my life and doing wrong in my life. But Jordan This was David Korsh when we first met him in an exclusive interview back in 1987. At the time, he was known as Vernon Howe, and he was involved in a deadly dispute for control of the Branch Davidian sect. Even then, his enemies were saying this self-proclaimed son of God was closer to Satan. George says you're a warlock and that you have the sign of an upside-down cross on your chest, and that's the sign of a warlock. You've studied Satanism. I never was involved in Satanism, but you can see I'm a musician. You see, the guitars and stuff. Uh, There was a time in my life where I was seeking after Christ and all that, and I'd come to the end of my rope in life, and, and, you know, what I did was is that I I took a five-and-dime store across and all that, and I I was there mounted with a candle, you see? And it fell on my chest. Just want to give a shout out to David Wow. So Andy Cohen did not invent I this. That Wake, I mean, I there have been several Waco documentaries lately, but if it's on the big one, on that major streamer that lots of people love, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I guess that that detail about Koresh kind of slipped. It may have, it may have been from the. Um, I think it's actually from the Waco: The Aftermath, the televised series. So they possibly just shoehorned it in. Wait, I'm so okay. confused. The Rose and Thorn about this Waco was about like <laughs> the crew making the documentary, or was David Koresh <laughs> no, no, actually no. doing Rose David and Thorn Koresh. in cult, with his the with themselves. his cult talking with his yeah. cult? Like, hey, you! What was your rose and what was your yeah, thorn for rose? today? No, no, no. Oh my God. What I'm saying is that the Rose and Thorn. Well, did he? My rose was <laughs> <Yeah>. when <laughs> did David Koresh uh, invent this? I need is, to know this uh, now. Rose and Thorn apparently has some cult. Um, implications which i am here for <laughs> wow that yeah, is right. mind-blowing actually wait can Thank i just circle cats. back to um yeah. like i googled what is called classic earlier uh. and i just want to tell you what comes up the yeah. queer the queries that come up um we were talking about like mo- movies like you know does it have to be weird the top queries that come up are is cult classic? what no is, no is, no no what excuse no. me who are you? Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. Of course, you'll know all about Hogwarts. Sorry, no. No? Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mum and dad learned it all? Learned what? You're a wizard, Harry. No. And then, yeah. why is a cult? It's not? Answer, it's not? It's just... It's just a hit. It's just a major blockbuster film that was very popular and successful and is to this day. 
it's like people are confusing things being like th that were popular in another time yeah. as like cult classics. No, that's, ri no, that's well, ridiculous. Okay. No. I, I guess Come on. this is a continuation of that discussion. We'll get to Rosenthorn, but... <laughs> Eventually. Say, <laughs> on the, on the, on the Rose, final, final, final podcast. What, what would you guys say are cult class? Like, what's a cult classic? I mean, like, <laughs> is like the obvious yeah, example. Yeah, that's the obvious um, one, right? Like just, midnight screenings where people yeah. are screaming at the screen. Yeah. I would say, like, you know... Like, was it called no, it was no, a ma was massive it. mainstream it. comedy. Yeah, baby, yeah! Yeah, right? it's too mainstream. Uh, Even though, like, like, critically at the box office... It, I would say cult hit because it was not popular. Two old sodas, Gary. Right. Good luck tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, sorry to hear about Donnie. Oh, yeah, well... You know, sometimes you eat the bar and sometimes, uh, you know. Hey, man. Howdy do, dude. I wonder if I'd see you again. I wouldn't miss the semis. How's oh, things yeah? been going? Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. I'm sure I've got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. <laughs> the dude abides. I don't know about you, but I take comfort in that. It's good knowing he's out there. The dude taking her easy for all us sinners. I sure hope he makes the finals. Well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. 
Things seemed to have worked out pretty good for the dude and Walter. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I didn't like seeing Donnie go. But then I happen to know that there's a little Lebowski on the way. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Say, friend, you got any more of that good stuff? Even though it was made by, like, major directors and has major actors, it was still, like... Really Yeah, it was, but but still, like, the life it took on since... And, like, also, you can't really... It's pretty hard to have cult classics now because there isn't really, like... I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a question of, like, is there, you know... um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Are financial resources a big part of what makes something? Yeah, I guess. Um, Like, does it inherently have to be a movie that was made for not a lot of money? I think so. No, because, like... For sure. Are you really 21? That's what it says, doesn't it? Hey, you want some help with that beer, kid? You're all repo, man. What if we are? You know, kid, uh, usually when somebody pulls shit like that, my first reaction is, uh, I want to punch his fucking lights out. You know something? You're all right. <laughs> right light. You got any messages for me, baby? Yeah, here you go. Cold classic. Yeah. Because it's okay, like. Okay, or. Right. It's cold classic. The feeling is definitely there. It's a new morning in America. Fresh, vital. The old cynicism is gone. We have faith in our leaders. We're optimistic as to what becomes of it all. It really boils down to our ability to accept. We don't need pessimism. There are no limits. <laughs> it figures it would be something like this. Our nation, our ideal, of vision. Excuse me. Just survive. You know, you look like your head fell on the cheese dip back in 1957. <gasps> you, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. Oh. You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on, formaldehyde face. That's what That's we got. That's enough out of you. You get out or I call the cops. Call the cops? You know what you need? You need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. I've got one that can see. He's a tall Caucasian male that doesn't appear armed, wearing sunglasses. I don't like this one. Right. Is part of what's baked into it that 
we didn't have a lot of money to market this film and look at its popularity because it's so unique and strange and it has this organic fan base that told, Pe- you know, people told one, like... Yeah, I think especially when it takes on a life, like, like a second life after it has a first life that is, you know, drastically different, you know? Like, um, to go to the painting world, like, I would consider, like, Van Gogh an example of a cult classic... Uh, figure. He was not popular in his time. Sure. It wasn't right. even understood in its time. And then only later do people go back and go, wait a minute, that thing was so ahead of its time and is kind of a masterpiece. Mm. I think that's true of anything that's a cult classic film has to be within that category that is just not even appreciated or understood. That it's just yeah. kind of like, it's mm-hmm. not only like a box office failure, because it can be kind of successful and weird. I think it just has to be something that like is just not understood or appreciated for how good it is because it's just like that ahead on a so there's process. something there's something about it where it's like it's ahead of its time where like in the current time that it's made the audience wasn't really there and didn't really understand it but like years later we sort yes. of watch it yeah like, wow which like, like people a, weren't understanding what this director and writer and like a film was a, getting the, it. the most recent example i can think of is probably the <laughs> director sequel Mm-hmm. I was actually going to say time, itself would, would qualify perhaps it was kind of like people were like this guy's got the goods and then he follows it up with this like dystopian weird mm. movie where it's like a porn star in South Los Angeles the president is like some macho buff like it's everything that kind of did happen later but at the time people were like what a stupid vision of the future and then lo and behold he was kind of right and it was mm. actually Way more prescient than anyone wanted to admit. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. of like I don't know there's just a lot of I think it has to be like so forward thinking that it's almost like shunned in its time. Mm. Yeah. so it can't really be loved and adored when it comes out I, I don't think so can, I think a few people can definitely know be like whoa that's great and I can tell it's something else but just like the masses and even the small masses there's not even like a small group to like glom onto it just it takes time for that for people to realize wait a minute this thing is good and then it spreads by word of mouth and then people start to realize like wait a minute that thing that came out 20 years ago is incredible um you know kind of like the i think like for music kate bush is having a moment like kate bush is like everyone's loving her music now Mm. like 30 years after it came out 40 50 years after it came out and it's like it just like it's uh, some things are just so ahead of its time and unique, and it's yeah. hard to appreciate them when they're there. That to me has the de- definition of a cult classic. Yeah, the word I was thinking of earlier was monoculture, which like you know, there's a lot of arguments of like, does that still exist? Like, can you even like are, d- uh, like I guess like you know, 
kind of disprove that this year. But like, you know, is does anything have like massive mainstream acceptance and and, and approval? Or is everything kind of, you know, a cult? Could anything be a cult classic? Like, blah, 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 like with, you know, the way we access movies and there's not really like people, you know, there's like streaming, but you don't even really know what's popular on streaming. And like, no one, like DVD sales aren't really a thing, or, you know, Blu ray sales, like it's hard to judge, like kind of, you know, what is popular and not anymore. Um, I so I wonder if like that whole idea is like gonna kind of gradually die off. I don't know. I think the term I'd use now that I'm thinking about it is I definitively say is not a cult classic. No. It is, however, a hidden gem. Don't pick which it. is like fits that same genre. It's a diamond in the rough. It's a diamond Ooh. in the rough. It's a hidden gem that yeah. you're just like staff pick hidden gem. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I think that's great. Staff pick hidden gem. <laughs> I like that, cause yeah, yeah, that's really. So we uh, brought up s- David Koresh's love of, <laughs> of, of Rose and Thorns, so that we could go back to cults. <laughs> love yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of cult classics, <laughs> David Koresh. Yeah. I also yeah, yeah. can't wait for Chris. I can't wait for Chris to find like choice David Koresh. <laughs> I know the, the David Koresh like, rabbit hole that he now has to go down. Do I'm forcing him to find, listen to a lot of his YouTube. That he has to nuts. go down. Next song is called. The lonely man rose from the grave yesterday. I saw him as he rode through the gates of the city. Seen in his eyes for the people he cried with such. This was the man. Yes, this was the man who rose from the grave The feds busting down your door <laughs> because you're googling sheesh. David Koresh so much. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk rose. And All right, let's do this. Um, who wants to kick us off? Who's got a rose for me? Anyone? I mean, Ben, go ahead. You got a rose. I have a few. I'll, um, yeah, give me a rose. It's uh, it's really it was really impossible for me to pick just one. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I'll throw an obvious one out there though. Uh, the first time that we uttered the word foreplay on this podcast, (laughs) I believe it was at at about, uh, 43 minutes, 30, 35 seconds into episode seven, uh, uh, was the, was the first time we, uh, you know, um, delved into this, uh, this phenomenon, uh, known as foreplay, but I just, yeah, it's, it's really the thing that still, still makes me smile every time I hear it. Yep. It's like your own topic. Yeah, it really is. It's it's the it's the new it's the cult classic topic. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I'll I'll mention it. Sorry, cuz go ahead. No, no, no. It's just I think um, 
I'm always surprised that the foreplay moment isn't like a more well-known thing. Like I have always just been like the way foreplay. it is foreplay. 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 Like I just foreplay. everything about it. Still I gets love. me. It just I love he loves it. it, folks. Uh, <laughs> he walks around at home, says it all the time. Yep. His, his children don't understand, but nope. that's okay. like how many takes do you think that they blew with Mara cracking up? Oh god. Oh. It's Probably not that many because I don't know. Like I just wonder weird, if it's so weird. <laughs> it's such a like. He's just so he's just so laser focused <laughs> looking yes. at her when he says oh, it. Oh god, so he's he so in control. Yeah. So in control. Oh, it's so great. He's like it's like he's a guru. He's like you're gonna get you. Yeah. I'm gonna get you to this yeah. place right. where you see the truth. Yeah. Yes. He sets it up and then that boom. That's his bombshell. Yes. Play. <laughs> good, good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I feel good about that. Chris, Chris. I, yeah, I got a rose, which is, I mean, we talked about it briefly before, but uh, for me, major rose here is uh, that New Year's party. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. What? I can't believe this. Well, that we just, we spent a full episode on it, and I mean... I think we all knew when we saw that <laughs> New Year's party that that thing was going to be a full episode. <laughs> there was no other way around it. Yeah, and you had it circled I, on the calendar with a big of, red marker. What I, what I feel proud of <laughs> is just that we were able to break down kiss by kiss, mm-hmm. spin by spin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sparkle by know, sparkle. We, we treated it mm. like the serious event that it was. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I think going going if we did it again, you know, we that could be a f- three four parter, mm-hmm. uh, the the New Year's party. Um, but yeah, that was a major rose for me. What a thrill! Your first um, two draft picks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. came, came from yes. that party. Yeah, yes. yeah, he, yeah. He was non speaking like the the table settings on that New Year's <laughs> table. For his yeah, party. we should we could draft inanimate objects now that I think yeah, about we it. Could. They could. They don't have oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That's in play. You, you could. Yeah. Ooh, I like this. Ashish, take us there. I mean, you've been uh, following along for a very no. long time. And this, this doesn't have to be necessarily your experience listening. It can just be like anything that about mm. living this film so intimately for uh, yeah. months on end. Yeah. To- the Tony get was big for me. I was like, oh, mm. man. That I might be sleep. one of my roses. I was like freaking out. Yeah. I was, was like, I can't believe this for is us. happening. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Holy freaking shit!" And then my next thought was writer strike, and then yeah. I, I, but I think the thing that I really like, I screamed, I actually screamed, was the story that Robert Court told about Neil Simon saying, "I wish I wrote this movie." Mm. I was crazy? like, as an artist, <laughs> I would have been like. Mm. Like, yeah. my head just would have exploded on the scene. Yeah. I, like, literally screamed. I think I, I messaged you, Ben, that I, like, yeah. that I, like freaked out. Yeah, that was a big moment part. for Shisha. I can, I can confirm. Yeah, like, in, in real time. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's incredible. Like, I would never have known that if you guys had not interviewed him. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to add a, a pedal on that, Rose, because I think Robert Court also said something in his interview that I was just like, yeah, he was just saying... It's like, in one hand, it's kind of like a crass way of thinking of it, but it's also so true, is that he said cinema is a, a, a heart and yes. groin medium. Yes, He's it like, should yeah. hit you in the heart and hit you in the groin. I was groin. just going to say, and, that's the one line that has stuck with me. And yes. he's like, yeah. he was saying that not enough movies nowadays bother with that. 
They go for the yes. brain, but not the they heart. Go for the brain, and not the groin. Not the yeah, groin. and like nobody fucks in the M asterix R V asterix L mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nope. They are totally completely neutered. bloodless. Yeah. yeah, it's like um, you know, and I think there's something that uh, I just was like, he's so right, and it doesn't have to be gratuitous sexuality either, but it's just like. Not even, but it could be. Bring it into it could be, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, it could be. Open could to be. that. Yep. Could be, you know. But I think that as a petal, I would tack to your rose if I could. <laughs> I, I yeah. am also. I'm going to give a rose, um, and this is a a real shout out to Chris Wendelkin because I got to say one of the biggest roses, and I think it's Sheesh. You might not know this from. I mean, you're, this is your first record with us. So you're seeing like this is what we would do every time, and. You know, we we're part of the conversation, so we know what we're going to listen to kind of on Monday when the podcast drops. And every time it blew my mind because so much extra weird, fascinating, like historical details and commercials and clips and pull quotes and archival stuff. And like, honestly, every time I'm like, this is so much fun to listen to. And I'm like. I can't believe I got to be part of it. And it's honestly been like a genuine rose to do this, but also to just every time be like, damn, Chris is doing something special. So like a shout out to Chris. I I have to, I have to like, yeah, as a person who does this for a living, like archival work in films, like you've done incredible work with that stuff. Like I smile all the time, like outstanding. Yeah. Thank you very much. I mean, listen, I'm a podcaster, so I love the sound of my own voice, obviously. Uh, I would probably listen if, uh, if it was just that. But yeah, just to just to add on to that, like like listening to these episodes is is just such like like I, I was telling Chris like the other day, like I need to like save them for like the right moments. Like I can't just like squeeze it in in the background. Like I have to like sit and like take it in because it's just it's like so much more than and like i don't know man like i i have never even like asked you like hey can you tell me like roughly like how many hours like total one episode takes because i don't want to know because like it would make me like probably have a panic attack i don't know like it's just yeah. like mind-boggling um and beautiful and i am yeah like I, I, just to echo Christian like I'm I, I'm just very very happy and thrilled to be part yeah. of it and uh yeah it's just a, it's such a stupid thing but it's just so fucking fun to listen to and uh yeah you know um I I, I will only say that um it's uh thank you but truly like it's as fun as fun as it is to listen to it's that fun to me <laughs> um like if it wasn't a true joy then I just wouldn't do it. Well, you would um, be an absolute madman, which you are. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yes, yes. Also, yeah. she um, but it's the be, best. Yeah, it's it's it's, it, it's the best. It's the best, and I, which you guys know, absolutely relish um, knowing. Like, <clears throat> I really relish making presents for you, basically. Like or my little treats. Yep. Every, I, I know every, when a, when a treat Monday, is for me. Yep. Little every Monday, I I got to know that. <laughs> Ben and Christian and and Sheesh wake up and 
exactly. you get a new little gift. And we do. And, and our and our millions of other listeners, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That put that help help us to remain <laughs> yeah. at the top of the Apple iTunes charts. Absolutely. Now I will throw a thorn out there that I think is just kind of important to dress. Mm. Got to have some thorns. There's no roses without thorns. thorns. You got to have some thorns, and it, it's like yeah. it's a it's a tasteful thorn because it's I, I'm not trying to like say it in a bad way but it's like it's a shame we did i just want to say we did try to get moira kelly yeah understandably her her team we reached out to several times we were really trying to make it in work. case you're wondering oh why'd you get everyone except moira kelly yeah believe I mean, us I want to address. believe we us really we did tried. try to get moira and we were really doing it in as professional a way as possible we were going through her team and in the end it was just like she's got her own life and we totally understood that i do wish we could have heard from her because i do think we would have learned a lot about it but at the same time like i respect it like i we're not going to reach out again totally but, but i we yeah. did try and it's a it's a bummer but at the same time i totally get it you know but db and tony since you guys are avidly listening to every episode of this now if you wanted to put in a word that would be amazing yeah hey, <laughs> yes. listen no yes. pressure so we, we don't want to you know uh, we've, we've gotten the official avenues and we're not gonna you know um pursue it but we i i think I'm grateful we actually got to talk to the cast and crew. That was incredible. I, was, mm-hmm. I wish we yep. could have had Moira, but I totally get it at the same time. Yeah. You know? I held off asking about that until like very recently. I finally messaged Ben when I realized like it probably wasn't going to happen. Cause yeah. I just like wanted to hold on to hope, but yes, much love. I'll always hold on to a little bit of hope, hope, but mm-hmm. absolutely respect. Because know, I want to talk about with honors too. Cause I also love it. Oh my God. Really? Boy, oh boy. Okay. Well, I have a whole with honors thing to get to after I'm. Oh, have you not listened to any of that? Oh, oh, not man. yet. Oh, because oh, I have that's... time to listen to this and that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, just to you, uh, you have to listen to the with honors. Yeah, it's, it's a treat. Yeah. So I, that's I, a that's like a prequel. Yeah, so that's yeah. a that's a Sans cousin Christian and and our other uh, co-host uh, Whammy, aka. Brandon yeah. um, was part of that Terrific. one, who who we also have to bring back at some point. So, the, yeah, there's definitely a With Honors reunion special, you know, in the works, I'm um, sure, eventually. So, you know. Any other um, thorns? Any thorns out there? Or roses? Thorns? I mean, I'll take a thorn here. Um, a thorn for me, I suppose, was, um, you know... The double tap, you know, we talked about ooh, it in the corrections. Ooh, and ooh, I know Sheesh, ouch, this was, this was a, this was a, an issue for Sheesh, uh, I know. I'm uh, still not sure I'm ready to let go of that. I, sheesh, you guys, put it to bed. No. Sheesh, I, just, I just listened to that episode and I was like, okay, that's not going to be my thorn. You guys have really resolved this. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's, here's, the, here's my thorn of it all, mm. is that. Why would they be so giddy and laughing so, so right. hard? It's disproportionate. You're right. It's disproportionate. They are something I agree. My, my thorn, my thorn of it all is that, you know, I, as the producer of the show, <laughs> Christian and Ben sort of willed this into existence. And sometimes as the producer, my responsibility is to, we have to hear both sides. This Mm -hmm. is something that they're really (laughs) passionate about. Mm -hmm. I maybe don't see it that way, but I'm here to facilitate a conversation and to give voice, you know, to, Mm. to everyone, to give everyone a seat at the table. And so this was, this was an angle that they wanted to explore. This Wait, were you always single felt. tap, Chris? In your in your heart, I was. Pr- I I felt pretty strongly that it was probably a single tap, 
And when Tony Gilroy came on and was like, definitively, it was a single tap. There was not a double tap. And then when, Ben, you mentioned that you had been communicating with Sheesh, who was... Um, Firmly pro-single flummoxed, tap. Flummoxed that, that, that there was any consideration that there was a double tap. I was like, well, I can understand that. I can understand that. But... My role here is, again, not to squash anyone, to silence anyone. My role is to sort of allow You're everyone a mediator, to explore, yeah. Yeah. explore um, what they think it, are, is a possibility. So, so what's the thorn? My thorn is maybe that was I complicit in their crimes? <laughs> was I... <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes. That's a rose for me. That's my rose. I think that that cousin made a good case, though, in the corrections. But, like, you know, it it seems like a fair mistake. I know. But she's fake laughing in that way that women do. Like, you know. Overcompensating. What are you talking about, Sheesh? (laughs) He didn't say anything. Women do be like that. That's true. He said, he's like. I mean, she was trying to make Moira jealous, right? Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, she's trying to planning to get into his Did she know that Moira was going to be in the lobby? Do you think that was all an act? Here we go. No, no, no. No, God, come no, back from but the she's, edge. Come she's, back from the edge. She's flattering, she's flattering Doug's ego, right? She's yeah. laughing. She's, she's, she's setting she's, it up. She's setting up the single laughing. tap. Hysteric she comes laughing. to his door and said he has a good sit spin. Like her whole right. mm-hmm. like approach is just to be like, just like slobbering panting. at yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. say when now that I think about it, actually the firmest, the best case now that I that I I'm considering this like more deeply even than I was before. The best case I can think of for the single tap theory is that when she does approach his door late that night in Chicago, th- that is not the the tone and the approach of two people who have already slept with each other. That was like an opening, like right, like should we do this? L- let me see if I can get in here for the first time. Mm. Type line the. Hey, you have a nice hit spin. Like, if it was, if that was the the second tap, it would have been a lot more just like knock knock, like, open the door. Can we tap? We don't even need words. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay, that's actually wow. the most convinced I have been. All good. Of the yeah, single I, tap. Uh, I need this I, to be settled. I need this to be. Settled. I do too, honestly. I don't. This has been. Yeah. I. I was never even sad, even though I kind of like acted like okay, yeah, I went along with the corrections thing. In my heart, I really wasn't convinced until now. Wow. I think I am. Really doing this. I think I am fully. Wow. This is this is resolution. Here's wow. the thing: I will I will not relitigate, and I think that this whole process really made me look at that Rick Tuttle, uh, Lori Pekarovsky, <laughs> and Brian. The situation with those three off camera, every so whenever they show up, it's very choice moments. But the fact that they are throughout the film subtly mentally destroying Doug and Kate in the ways they can was like mind blowing. I've seen this movie a lot and I didn't until we like picked this part of film, uh, this film apart. I just did not see that. That's Mm. what Rick Tuttle was doing. That's why Rick shows up to the rink. That's why Lori's going after Doug. That's why Brian is like doing what he does. Like all these little things, um, Added Psy-ups. up to this yeah, totally. really mm-hmm. like to nuanced Tuttle, story. The puppet it's, master. Yeah. The puppet yeah. master. It's like this really nuanced story that is like maybe at most five minutes of screen time total. Like it's yeah. not a huge piece of it, and yet it is. Right. 
But this is like overall, I will like I have to say like the subtlety of this movie. Like it didn't have to be subtle about things. Yeah, but it was like it is a Cold War thriller. It like literally is. Opening (laughs) joke, like the opening joke, is that they don't spell it out for you. They don't even subtitle the woman in German. He, she says, you said nine alarm. Nine means no. Yeah. So she thinks no alarm. Like, that's a joke. It, yeah. The yes. movie starts, like, on this note where you're like, oh, yeah. this is witty. Not, yeah, this is Not smart. Around. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yes. 100%. I mean, Other Rose for me, I think, is, um, like, you know, I, I love reading. I love writing. I love, you know, watching films and, like, reading, like, the screenplay forms of it. Never in my life have I ever actually taken one film and just absolutely really focused on every single line in the movie. And when you really do that, how much you learn about like good writing and mm-hmm. every every little word is really like adds a lot of detail. Like it's just I, I've never really and like it's funny because Tony kind of said like oh, I don't know I was just like cranking it out but I, I don't think he's being honest about that because you know I think you know he probably doesn't remember just being in that moment like that every word he put down mattered to him and I just think like when you really spend this much time thinking about any film it kind of just makes you marvel that there's good films at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like it's I'm like God it's, it's mind-boggling really yeah it's like yeah and this was a fun yeah. one to really dissect I thought there was. Everything from like Anton's Soviet upbringing, to like, <laughs> like it just there's so much like little shit in there that I just like loved because we C- focused cousin, so much. I've said this to Ben before too. I do think also this being a, an audio medium podcasting, we are exclusively list in these podcast episodes with the audio drops. We are exclusively listening. Mm to a thing that we normally watch and listen to. Great point. So we are, you know, with the audience in each episode, we are listening to a film. So we are listening to the words that are said. Yeah. We're not watching moving images. Mm -hmm. So anything that is communicated between characters, when characters feel something, learn something about each other, Mm. when there is a change in the circumstances or the setting, that's communicated through language. And at least in our experience of, of, of being an audience, uh, a podcast audience, we're hearing all this stuff. So it's kind of like we're putting the script of the film under a magnifying glass with our ears. Yeah, that's a really, really, really good point. I never even thought about yeah. that in terms of like, so maybe the next movie that we do shouldn't be... <laughs> Say there was a disturbance, but everything's under control. Say it, or I will kill you. Without me, you got nobody to fly the plane. I never think that far ahead. All right, I'm doing it. Just take it easy. And if you say a word about this over the radio, the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse. Uh, Carson City. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to Con Air. How dare you? It should be. No, it should be. It could be. 
brilliantly written film. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's so true. Like we we don't we. I mean, a couple times you know we talk about cinematography or like costumes or funny settings mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, it's entirely what what we're really zero you know laser focused on is is uh is the dialogue that's all that's yeah. all we have to to share i mean and i mean honestly like this is the genesis of my love for this movie like it's the words yeah. it's language like yes i've always been a words girl you know and i love yeah like how people talk to each other like it felt both true and elevated at the same time yeah and kind of what yeah. you mentioned sheesh earlier that you know, that they obviously have limited budget, which means you have a limited amount of places you can shoot, which really forces the writers and the people who make the films to get super clever about how you communicate huge ideas that cost maybe millions of dollars, but you have to yeah. figure out how to say it and not show it. And I think that's why this film really works. And like I, Tony was mentioning, like how much of it was based on just like his love of 40s films and like. It makes sense that like 40s films were really like heavily influenced by radio plays. And like that was a writer's medium. It really was. And like this film works because it is driven by it just like people expressing themselves. There's not a lot of settings. There's not a lot of characters. And yet we've talked about how many like characters we're interested in that don't even appear on screen. It's 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 a really wonderful movie. Yeah. It's sent like 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 the the backbone of this movie truly is people saying how they feel and not saying how they feel to each other. Yeah. Um, Speaking but, uh, of, uh, just, oh, sorry, go on. Oh no, I just wanted to say one thing because Sheesh, men- Sheesh men- mentioned it in the last episode about the budget of the film and how maybe if they had a little bit more money, how could the movie have been better or worse or whatever. I do think like you're just saying there cousin, like baked into what makes this movie special, I think is the sort of indie spirit of it all. And the fact of the matter is like, if this movie had a bigger budget, I'm not sure necessarily that Moira Kelly and DB Sweeney would be the choices because like, like Robert Court was saying Mm -hmm. and, and Paul and I guess Paul Michael Glazer was saying yeah. it like, you know, there weren't necessarily the expectations or pressures from the studio with this movie to be some big commercial success. So, because because of the budget, because it was a very modest budget, so they could afford to, frankly, take a chance on like a relative unknown in Moira Kelly and like think think about anyone else playing Kate Mosley in this movie. Yeah. You know, like it just, even like Gabrielle she... Anwar, who they floated, like mm. who I like, did you, did you guys yeah. ever see? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. What a, what a film. Get the yeah. clip, yeah. Chris. I am proud to present the most popular actor in the history of the still beer. What is going on here? I don't know. I'm going to find out. No, Mom, there's a girl coming to tower. Oh, no. Sina! What is she doing? These people didn't pay good money to see a blind girl kill herself. Sina, don't! Sina, no! Cover! No, Sina! No! Uh, 
Oh my god. Pop that in there. Fucking in fucking there. a horse jumping. Just the fact that that was ever even a thing. How, no, right. horse diving, whatever it's called. Horse yeah. diving. Horse diving. And blind horse diving. Um, unbelievable. Oh my god. Ridiculous. I have seen this movie. You really? Have. It's with yeah. the hot guy from 16 Candles, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, but like, how could this movie be made or how could it ever possibly be a special with anyone other than the people that made this movie yeah tom cruise is doug dorsey i don't know exactly i'm not i'm not so sure you needed like the the perfect golden retriever and black cat and they found i agree i totally (laughs) they were were scrappy (laughs) actors right they were actors who were like trying Mm -hmm. to make a name for themselves and try to like get going like and they're like, like from it, long island like yeah. i just mm-hmm. can't yeah it, like mm-hmm. blows yeah. my mind yeah another another rose and like kind of we talked about this off pod like again we've been doing this project for quite some time and um you know i think what's been uh very fun about it is we there were certainly nights where we were going into the pod where we'd all had like a rough day and uh we hit record and just like the joy just immediately sparked about how silly this all is. It's just been really nice to like laugh and just like bring this like movie that we love and just dissect it to a degree that it's a borderline insane. Maybe yes. criminal in some places. <laughs> um, yeah. and to the point where just, the people that have made the movie ha- have been like, "What? Why? Like, mm-hmm. What are you? Doing? Perhaps, are perhaps you cultish this? is a word you could you could throw yeah. around. Yeah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> it just like it always. Uh, we left every podcast laughing. I think like when I listen to the final podcast in its full totality, I just glean all that joy, and I'm glad. Other, I think Sheesh, you caught it. And yeah. I'm glad uh, it's just been fun. Like, it's just such a fun process. So, yeah. Yeah. Rose. And honestly, that's my, that's my real rose is like this whole thing. Uh, like, Aww. it sounds corny, but like, I went back and listened to the first episode again today. Aww. You know, the, the old days. Um, we didn't even and, know what we were doing shit, back my, then. I, oh, I had a bad mic and I was very upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Correction. Yeah. Correction. I wanted a better microphone. Mm-hmm. But you still got your points across and like just like the things that you guys each of you said something that made me go like who are these people you know like (laughs) christian you brought up gender you know just the fact that you were three guys doing this and like on a sports podcast i was like oh we'll see (laughs) technically a basketball podcast we'll we'll be getting back to the basketball don't don't you worry Uh, folks oh yeah yeah i know you're all tuned in for the basketball news it'll (laughs) it's coming it's definitely coming the nets are up five Um, is that a basketball in our logo art? What? Why do yep. we have a basketball? The um, only basketball I will be discussing with you boys. Paul Michael Glazer film. Mm. If it's not that, you're not getting it. I mean, if you want to do I could be here for that or, too. That I don't care for that film. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. We've gone right, off track with good. my, okay. my yes. rose. Yes. Back, yes. To rose. The, back to the sentimental. Uh, yeah, I need to get back to the and so I yeah so you brought up gender, and oh man I can't remember the other ones but like I was just like wait these guys are gonna do this really thoughtfully <laughs> what <laughs> and just like every episode you guys said something that made me go like who are these people and like why am I not on this podcast and look at me now. 
now. And Look at you now. There we have it. Yep. Yep. No, but seriously. Seriously, like, it, you know, it was, like, fun to be, like, shaking my head when you guys were wrong about something. <laughs> Which we rare, <laughs> rarely, rarely <laughs> were. now correct. Extremely rarely. You know. Wrong plenty. Yep. <laughs> it was fun to be ahead of you on things mm-hmm. like Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, we don't need to open Okay, you read more Shakespeare than me. All right, <laughs> I get it. You know, you know, but, like, it was just fun. And I was like, this is going to get annoying. And, like, I would text my, my, like, high school friends be like it's still going or my other friends it's still going it's still going <laughs> like there's literally like several group chats where people are like what it's still going mm-hmm. I, yeah often I think to myself what that audio drop about the merchant marines is still going it's still um, going yeah. it's still going <laughs> yeah. still I mean one of our goals is to, join the merchant to alienate <laughs> yeah. we can help you with any, that, any remaining listener I mean like I thought I thought we were done with the <laughs> garlic toast, girl. All right, friends, we ordered a salted caramel brulee. And let's see how this is. All right, friends, it's review time. So as the first time we're here at High Steakhouse in downtown Toronto, this is the only location in Toronto. So this is technically a franchise, but not all over Toronto, but across the Canada, from my knowledge. So, first and foremost, we start off with garlic toast, and they also have the option of cheese toast as well. I tried both of them. They're both really good. I preferably like the garlic toast more, because just, I'm a garlic toast geek, so that's just me. I was going to mention, <laughs> one more rose I have. High's oh, no. Steakhouse, yeah. the High Stakes yeah. Steakhouse, yeah. The high steak <laughs> which I just now tonight realized is a brilliant play on words. Play on words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, my ultimate thorn is that it, it's coming to an end. Like that's the um, the ultimate yeah. thorn. But it's been the one giant ass rose. Uh, right, it's, yeah. it's such a journey. And the good news is that thorn, uh, you know, can can be very quickly, you know, plucked out. And uh, and yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure if we'll it's not, yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, Chris, if this is the time to 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 tease anything, but you know, that's gonna be a separate episode. Okay, a whole separate then, episode. I okay, I will say, I will say, sheesh. Yep, separate sheesh, episode. Sheesh, Christian Ben, that we do have some exciting news. Yeah. So stick around for our next episode because we have some announcements to make. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're, we're excited is, for where the pod goes. There will be more Rewind. The Rewindables will be back. We'll return. Okay. Yeah. We'll return. We'll, we'll and if returning. there's a if there's a trip to Hyde Steakhouse, I would like to. Oh, my God. The journey is the on trip. our list. Yeah, uh, it's on. It's on. Yeah, we, we really do have to connect with the folks at High's about spon- <laughs> like sponsorship at this point. I mean, for such quality product and such a love- lovely wait staff. It's an institution. It's really more of a family there um, <laughs> yeah. than, yeah. you know, just a, a mere restaurant. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is it. Uh, we're wrapping up here. Wow. And, so hard. Uh, so I hard. can't believe I know, it. I know this, this really feels, hard. I know I this feels I've sad. only done one episode. <laughs> I'm two also like two, three or four. And maybe three, frankly, like, maybe three. Be. I'm frantically um, scrubbing we'll just, through we'll my see notes how the trying goes. to find more, trying to find more. To is there anything I missed? Uh, well, there no, are. I mean, this is the end for now. 
Okay, the wait, there's one <laughs> line. Now. Have you guys ever read it this way? There's one line. I just want to do one more thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you, the, the, to, like right at Thank the end, what, before they go into their <laughs> final Sheesh doesn't want to end. I, there's this moment where Doug's trying to get her to listen to say that he loves her. And yeah. one of the officials comes over and says, you may take the ice. Hey, somewhere in the middle of all this, I fell in love with you. You may take the option. Doesn't it feel like he's saying you may kiss the bride? Oh. Yes. Has that ever occurred to you? Yes. Okay. I hear you that every kiss time. Kiss the bride. Yeah. You may take the ice. <laughs> yep. Wow. I just love yeah. that. I feel like that's just yep. a little detail. Like, was it intentional? I don't know, but I love it. Oh, yep. wow. Absolutely. Sheesh. And uh, yeah, we we'll ta- get into we it ta- next episode when we're doing more. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just want to say, Sheesh, I, I forget. I honestly forget. I think we have talked about him on the pod, but if not, I know we definitely have talked about him offline, Christian and Ben. That guy. Oh, the uh, that Usher comes, guy? Yeah, yeah. We've, of course we have. The Usher guy that comes over to <laughs> yeah. them. He, I wish he was, I wish we could have drafted him. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, he, he had like two lines, yeah. But he has one of the great facial reactions yes. in cinema history yes. when Doug says, the um kate like i love you bit you know yeah he's like framed right in between them and he's like looking back and forth right between them he's like you may take the ice as doug dorsey is saying like i'm falling in like i'm falling in love with you yeah and his face literally is just like (gasps) yeah like 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 a spooked goblin he's like i just lost my job i'm not gonna be able to get these olympic figure skaters exact it's the exact same face Chris Wendelka makes every time at the end of the podcast <laughs> that we're like, oh, we'll talk about that on the next episode. One more thing. And he goes, truly, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. True yeah, goblin yeah. mode. Amazing. <laughs> no. Amazing. No. Yeah. Well, this is it. Well, this is the end of part one of. Yes. Yeah. It's been, yes. and it's been the honor of my life to be on this pod with you guys. So thank you so much. It's been so happy so we could share it. Yeah, truly a thrill to know that there's even one other person that even listens, let alone appreciates <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame all of it will be bleeped <laughs> the entire episode. Yeah. yeah, like I said, we'll be back next week. There'll, there will be more. There will be an announcement. And uh, yeah. All right. Till, till then. See you soon, everybody. This has been good. Bye, guys. You can listen to Switch. 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 Switch.